just a joy to be back. We don't wait so long next time. Some of y'all get that on the way home. But uh, I just feel at home here. Uh, it's just you all are my family. And, uh, and I love you. But I, I, I come to add to what Pastor Mark been teaching you all. Um, I believe in developing men of God. And making you good soldiers of Jesus Christ. True leaders in this army of God. And God needs us. Man, he needs us. So open your Bible up to Hebrews chapter 12. I'm going <clears> to <throat> start tonight and I'm going to uh, pick this back up. You don't want to miss tomorrow. You're probably going to invite some more people to come tomorrow. Um, but you, you want to make sure you're here. I want to talk about considering him. We'll get into what, what that means. Uh, let's start at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. You ever notice he said every weight? And then he goes and says, and the sin. So there's a weight and a sin. I was down in <clears throat> um, Sanford, Florida, right near Orlando. Lord, uh, I hadn't been down there in years. And this year, early this year, the Lord opened the door for me to go back down there. <clears throat> this church I had been preaching in, I used to preach in years ago. And um, they, they were going through a lot down there. Trayvon Martin, that's where all that was. <laughs> and the Lord sent me down there uh, to encourage them about Jesus' love and, uh, and, and how that they, we're not supposed to get entangled with the affairs of this life where that they're telling us how we're supposed to be, but Jesus is supposed to tell us. And you can side and give your opinions about anything. But where Jesus starts, our opinions should end. And, um, and, and I, was, I was at that church years ago, and I, I, I came to pray, and <clears throat> the pastor gave me the key. I went down there and was praying in the sanctuary, maybe 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I was going to pray a couple of hours for the service. And, um, and I got ready to leave, and the Lord told me to come back down and I was really ready to go and so it was, it was an angel there I'm saying he pushed me back down to the front and I, I fell down on my knees begin to cry to the Lord and he began to open up this what this weight is and he said the, the weight is the decision to really do what Jesus tell you. It becomes a weight on you when that decision's not final. And the sin. <laughs> and when that weight is on you, mean that sin is unbelief. But it don't say sins. It says one. And the sin. Which do it so easily beset us. It's just, it besets men easy. 
they, they, get, they get a look lazy. They begin to get slack on reading the word, getting on their knees, and spending time every day just worshiping the Lord by yourself, just um, talking to him um, and seeking him to talk to you. And they, these things can, you can begin to, to, they can begin to so easily drift away from you. And I believe the writer here, Apostle Paul, I mean, they could argue that, but he said, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us. And then he tells us, let us run with patience the race that's set before us. Really, when you study patience out, <clears throat> it's really staying the same. Or uh, one, one translation I studied said, not succumbing to your circumstances. God want to teach all of us how to not succumb to the pressures of life. Because they're coming to all of us. And he want us to be running this race where we're not succumbing to the pressures of life. We... Jesus is teaching us how to stay the same. He wants you to run your race where you're the same every day. Even though things are coming to try to steal your joy. <laughs> well, how do you run this race with patience and endurance? And how do you stay the same? Verse 2, looking unto Jesus. The author and finisher. And now let me let me throw this in there. I, I'm not no Greek and Hebrew scholar. I, I do study a little bit of it. And <clears throat> I like looking up words and doing studies. But right here, if you look at this in, in verse 2, they, they added our in there. Looking on Jesus, author and finisher of our faith. Some places in the Bible that it is our faith. Right here it's not. This is a misprint that, that don't help this verse. <clears throat> it, it should read, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. Where you have to see, he's the beginning and the end of how to get everything from God. If you put our in there, you're going to make me look at me. But if you take our out, then I just got to look at him. And because faith come by hearing and hearing the words that come from Jesus. Live the Amplified Bible said in Romans 10, 17. Faith come by hearing what is told and what is heard. Come from the preaching of the message that come from the lips of Christ, the Messiah. If you're going to stay in patience and run this race, Jesus is going to be the reason why you're going to do it. Because he's the only one who started and finished what you and I are headed to start and finish. He done started and finished it. That's why we have to look to him so we can start and finish the race you and I in. Because all of you are in a race. And Jesus is the only one that finished it perfect. So he's the, he's the, he's the looking under Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. He's the beginning and the end of how to get everything from God. 
whatever we need from God, we look to Jesus and we can get it. God, now listen carefully to this. This sounds a little strange right at first, but then once I gave the scriptures for it, God really didn't bless us. He blessed Jesus. He gave Jesus everything. And the Holy Spirit takes what belongs to Jesus and shows it to you and me. Jesus makes us partakers of what God did in him. Where we have access to the Father in Jesus' name. You're not going to get what God got without Jesus. He's the reason, he's the author and finisher of faith. He's the reason why we can finish this course with joy. Now, now look, look on in here in verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of faith, who for the joy that was set before him. <laughs> the only way you're going to endure this race, God going to have to keep putting some joy in front of you. Jesus, that's the only reason Jesus made it on that cross. God put some joy. And that joy was how much the Father loved him. Jesus said in John 15, now listen to these verses carefully. <clears throat> As the Father have loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye, Jesus said, in my love. He don't want you to continue in your love. He wants you to continue living what he lived on the cross so you can continue to produce what he did for us. He's really trying to get rid of us. I know it sounds a little hard on you. <laughs> but he, 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 he came that we have the Zoe life and have that life more abundant. And, and, and so he wants every step and, 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 and everything we do tied into his life. Whether you go fishing, glory to God. You go play golf, praise the Lord. You play basketball, you go to work. Whatever you do, you're presenting your body to him a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your, your spiritual act of worship. You are to never leave him out of nothing. I wouldn't watch American pageant, American beauty. I'm not finna watch them the way they dress. I ain't watching no Victoria's Secrets. I'm not putting, I'm not, they not filling my mind up with none of that junk. God told me, that, he said, the woman I give you is all you get. <laughs> Are you listening? And Jesus taught me. How to never have lust. I've been saved 26 years. And I, I just never looked at a woman and wanted to go to bed with her. I looked at a lot of women that had to tell God I was sorry for looking too much. But I didn't want to sin against him. You understand? It's a difference. When, when you want to, uh, uh, Jesus said you've committed adultery. See, when you want her. Not when you've just been in a habit for years of looking and you look too much. He'll give you two looks. 
<laughs> he, he really will. I, I mean, I'm telling you, you look and, and you, you see she look good and you wasn't quite sure. And he'll give you one more look to make sure you sure she look real good. But if you look the third time, you'll get convicted. Thank God it had something to do with baseball. Three strikes, you're out. Amen. But he will give you two because you, you're not sure. And I've had to repent before years ago. But I don't know more. But I, 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 I mean, and, and, and he, he, this is what Jesus told me, man. Cause I know some of y'all struggling with this. And, and it's, it's not necessarily your heart wanting to sin against God. It's just you don't know, you don't have a word from the off and finish your faith to overcome that. Jesus told me to say she's unclean. And if you will speak that, it, it'll leave just like that. She's unclean. We be walking down the mall sometimes. <laughs> I mean, this girl that they, they, I don't know how they dress like they do. You understand? And, and it, it's a, you, you, you'll break your neck, man, if you keep trying to turn your head all the time. There's no way. I'm not doing that. Dear Lord. I don't need to exercise my neck that much. You be walking, you be walking like this all the time. That, you know, I'm not doing that. Jesus told me what to say years ago. He said, say she's unclean. Soon as I speak that, it absolutely destroys it. She's unclean. All the men I teach and minister to who do that, it worked for them because it came from Jesus' lips. Anything come from Jesus' lips, if you will believe and act on it, it'll make you free too. And so Jesus said, as the Father loved me, John 15, I saw if I loved you, continue ye in my love. Stay in Hebrews. Continue ye in how I did you. Continue ye in how I love you. Now think about that for me. Say it out loud. Con I continue in how Jesus loved me. What, what Jesus is teaching me is to always let him bring something to you. So that's your, that'll be your life. You don't bring nothing to him. He brings it to you. And what you bring to him is what he brought to you. He has to anoint you to worship him. He has to bless you to you you you, you can't be dead and worship him. You gotta you gotta worship him in spirit and in truth. You gotta be born again. You gotta worship him because he loved you. He died and he, he came in your heart. And that's why you worship him. And Jesus said in verse 10 if you keep my commandments, you'll abide in my love. Look what he said. You'll abide in my love. If you keep Jesus' commandments, that means he's always bringing everything to you. Even as Jesus said, I kept my father's commandments and I abided in, in, in his love. <laughs> well, what was Jesus' commandments? They're real simple, y'all. In John 15, 9, as the father loved me, so have I loved you. That was his commandment. He believed and spoke and did what the father said. That's how he loved us. 
Then he told us, continue in that, of how he loved us. We go love others. Then he go to verse 11 and say, these things have I spoken unto you that in me you'll have peace. That, that, that these things I've spoken to you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Your joy don't stay full if you're not into what Jesus said to you. Then he said, this is my commandment, John 15, 12, that you love one another as I love you. This commandment, man, gets rid of you. It produces Jesus loving you and you live in that love and that life every day that came from heaven. Now here he said, look, look right here in, in, in Hebrews. Just give him a little time to get this rolling and who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. For you to endure and to run this race right, he's got to set in front of you he loves you every day. You got to say this every day. He loves me. You, you, can't, you can't act like you know this. Faith never comes by something you heard. Faith always comes by what you hear. Who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Despising the shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And look at verse 3. Now here's my text. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be weary and faint in your minds. If I struggle, I know Jesus ain't working. <clears throat> Most men don't know this. If you can come and irritate me and frustrate me, I know Jesus ain't working. I've got to get to him to get that off of me. I've got to let him come and, and love me. Or, <laughs> and, and, and when he loves you, he's going to speak to you. He's going to manifest himself. He's going to make himself real to you. But you have to know to do this. This is your race. It's looking unto Jesus, considering him, considering him. Considering him, lest you be weary, lest you faint in your mind. How many of y'all been there and your mind been fainting? Man, I mean, I, raise your hand up until you, until you don't be called liar. <laughs> Somewhere, you know. But you got, when you got to Jesus, that left. There's some things, men, <laughs> that I want to share. Many of y'all probably already know these truths. Um, but Jesus, let's go to Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. <laughs> and um, let me move my cup. <clears throat> There's some truths that you need to know about Jesus to help this work every day. And here, here, here it is. When, when uh, Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea and Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say I, the son of man, am? And you ask yourself that tonight. Who do you say Jesus really is? You know, and, and, and it'd probably be a lot of answers, but 
<clears throat> and, and then Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? Because when they asked Jesus that, some said he was John the Baptist, Elias, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. But Jesus never responded to that. Once they gave him the answers, uh, some of the disciples were telling Jesus what the men and the people had been saying about him. Jesus went and said, who do you say that I am? And look at verse 16. Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Christ means the anointing one, the anointing, the one who was sent from love, from God. The son of the living God. Now watch what Jesus says to this. This is a stand of verse 17. Blessed art thou, sound by John. You ever notice he never told none of the other disciples they were blessed? Why? They ain't say nothing. They ain't say who it was. He said, Simon bar Jonah, flesh and blood have not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Then he go in, he tell Peter he blessed. And he, he didn't really, you know, do a lot of living like he was blessed. Jesus said he was blessed. A lot of men measure their failures or weaknesses or shortcomings to who you are instead of letting Jesus tell you who you are and you are blessed because he say you blessed. Instead of trying to measure up to be blessed. Because you're going to always come short. Now watch what Jesus said to to Peter in, in, in verse uh, 18. And I also say unto thee, now see, you have a notice right there, he still ain't talking to none of the disciples, but, but Peter. I also say unto thee, thou art Peter. Still talking. Did you know the other disciples are there? Did you know the other disciples are there? He's not addressing them. And upon this rock, I will build my church. Watch. Coming to Jesus. Believing and speaking. And doing what he tell you. He's building this church, y'all. On who he is. And what he did. He's building his church. On him. Nothing else. And look what he said. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So I don't need to think I'm bad. I need to get to Jesus and believe he's the Christ, the son of the living God. Now, what does that mean when you say Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God? Go to John 6. <laughs> Let's get it broke down a little bit better. In John 6, 63, Jesus said, it's the spirit that quickeneth, or the spirit makes alive. The flesh profiteth nothing. Some Greek translation said, your own human strength never produces nothing. That's really what he's saying when the flesh profiteth nothing. Your own human strength is never going to produce God. Now, here, here, listen to Jesus now, the Christ. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. 
Now, Jesus just got through telling a bunch of them guys that he, um, they had to eat of his flesh and drink of his blood, man. They thought he was talking about taking a bite off his elbow or eating a rib or taking a piece of his leg and eating it and drinking, taking a cup of his blood and drinking it. Um, but he was really telling them they're going to have to eat what he's saying and what he do. And you, you're going to have to, too. And it's all going to be in your mouth going inside of you. And Jesus knew who they were that, that really didn't believe in him right. Let me, let me turn over there. And I want, you, I want you to hear the revelation of really believing who he is. Um, Jesus said, but there's some of you that believe not, verse 64, Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. He said, therefore I said unto you that no man come unto me except they were given him of my father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. He didn't try to stop them then. He doesn't stop believing not. He'll stop unbelief. He'll keep nudging on your heart in unbelief, especially in ignorance. Believing not is when Jesus says something and you won't accept it. It's a difference when you believe not and when you just... Thomas had unbelief. But this believing not, man, he didn't go after this. He came and told Thomas, touch his hands. See, he went to destroy the unbelief. But he never destroyed believing not. What did he do? He looked at the 12. Now look right here and said... Will you also go away? Hmm. Man, he wasn't worried. Then Simon Peter, oh my goodness. Simon Peter denied him three times. Yeah. But Simon Peter answered. None of the disciples answered. Lord, where are we going to go? Now listen, this at the revelation. Here's to Christ. You have the words of eternal life. Now that's who the Son of God is. The one that's got the words. When you believe this, you never run to something else. Because you believe who he is. And you know he's got the answers. He's got the words. He's got the words, y'all, that come from God. He's got the words that produce the quality of the life that God is. Everything he say always happens. Everything. Everything. I've been delivered, <laughs> you know, 26 years I got delivered in 19, June 30th, 1988 at 10.35 p.m. in the Samaritan Drug Treatment Center on Shelby Avenue off North 6, across from Tennessee Titan Stadium. I got delivered from crack, cocaine, heroin, drinking, humonging, robbing, stealing, lying, gambling, hustling. Jesus set me free. Listen, now, wait a minute, let me finish it. I ain't been back. Not once in my whole Christian walk. But it's something that happened. And it was, it was a belief that I knew when he came inside of me and I, I, I was clean inside. I knew that he came in there and brought that. And so I knew that if he didn't keep bringing that, I couldn't make it. 
So it made me run to him all the time and seek his wisdom and counsel. What I do? And he would tell me, Lord, I don't know what to do. What do I do? And he would tell me. Then I would speak that and do what he tell me. And it worked perfect. And it worked perfect. And it kept peace and joy. And in 26 years, I ain't had to press that. A word with a stress. I had some marvelous opportunities. <laughs> to be depressed, worried, and stressed. All three of them in one time. Four, five times in a day. But see, I, I read the Bible. I read Genesis and then the Lord told me to go read Matthew and stay there to further notice. And I read the New Testament hundreds of times. This, this in three and a half years. I just kept reading it over and over and over. And Jesus began to teach me. Listen, listen, man. Come to me. I don't work out problems. And boy, my man sure tries sometimes. I had to get it off. He said, come to me. All you that labor and I have a labor. I won't work out problems. Oh, I'd have depressed days. I'd, I'd, have, I'd have testimony. Yeah, I went through, I went through it, I went through it. I never been late on bills. Never paid interest on credit cards. Never been behind on nothing, church, ministry, or personal. Paid a lot of things on the last day and didn't have no money for years until I learned how to believe more. But he always came through for me. The reason he didn't, I didn't have no money back then because I never asked him for none. I was just trying to get my needs met. And that's all he did. And so for two years, I prayed four hours a day. I read and prayed. He told me don't date nobody. He told me to go to these N.A. meetings and tell them about his love. I just did what he said. I didn't have another life. He told me soap operas hurt him. I never watched them anymore. He told me I couldn't live with my girlfriend. So I packed and left that night. He said I was married to him. I smoked a cigarette. The next day, it was, it was Wednesday, and, 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 and uh, at church, and at church, I, when I had some cigarettes. They didn't let me smoke in drug treatment center. And so I, I smoked cigarettes. As soon as I lit it, Jesus said, now you can't smoke no more now. You have to get into me too. So I learned right then, anything you hold on to, he, he don't have yet. Anything you're struggling with tonight, he don't have it yet. He wants it. And Jesus told me I was watching soap operas that Thursday morning. He said, you hurt me when you watch it. Unplug the TV and come in here and read my word so I can talk to you. I didn't even know he talked to you when you read. So I always <laughs> read the New Testament. I read the old about every five years. I just keep reading the new because he wanted me to learn about him. Spirit will lead you back there to Psalms, or he'll lead you back to Proverbs. He'll lead you back to any scriptures in the Old Testament, but it'll be the Spirit that leads you back where you don't go back there and let it mess up who Jesus is in your life. Where you go to making God be something that Jesus didn't teach you. I got to see God that he loves me all the time in Jesus. You know, we're saying that God is good all the time, but I like God is good all the time in Jesus on the cross. 
So I see he ain't never going to change what he did for me at the cross. And you can see here in verse 69, look at John 6, 69. Let me read 6 to 8 again. <laughs> Simon Peter answered and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? This ought to, ought to always be your answers when you have troubles. Where am I going to go? Jesus, you got the words. In every situation you face, Lord, where am I going to go? You got the words. Now watch. Watch the tie-in where the Holy Spirit used this in Matthew 16. And now he's using it in John. The Holy Spirit doing the same thing in John. Watch, watch. And we believe and are sure you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. Now, what made them believe and sure? He had the words. So when they, Jesus said, you had to eat my flesh and drink my blood, they were trying to want him to clarify that. Well, how do we do that? Instead of believing it not. So instead of you not understanding something your pastor teaching, you go home and ask the Lord to explain that to you or go to him. You don't, you don't believe not <laughs> and stay in. Jesus taught me this years ago. Years ago, I was a beta Christian. Never will forget it. He said, never live in what you don't understand. Go back to what I have taught you and live in that until I show you that. So I've never been confused my whole Christian walk. But when I don't understand, I, leave, I got to leave that alone because I don't understand it. What am I talking about? You can't work with I don't understand. You ever tried? It, you didn't, it didn't work. So I went back and lived what I knew he wanted me to live. And then, then, then when time came, he brought the understanding revelation to that. Then I walked in that. So you don't go around the devil to really pick on you, man, when you don't understand. He'll lead you the wrong way when you don't understand. Now watch it. I want you to see it again. To whom shall we go, Lord? Verse 6 to 8. You have the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Do you see what they tied in? Believe in him? Believing in him? <laughs> it was the words. It was the words. It was the words that come from his mouth that made them sure and believe he was the one sent from God. Now, most, most, most Christians need this. And a lot of you all are being taught the word and you got to make sure this is undergirding it. You got to make sure of that. That you really believe in that Jesus has the words. Go to John chapter 20 verse 31 and you, you, you'll be amazed at this scripture. But it's been in the Bible all along. You know, the, the Lord done showed me this stuff. It stunned me too. <clears throat> you know? But it, 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 uh, it just enhance. It'll increase you. Um, well, let me read 30. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book. I mean, he did millions of them. They wasn't written. It, they, they, they just wouldn't have enough books. John said in Revelation, they wouldn't have enough books to contain all that he did. Can you imagine? He healed everybody that they brought to him. He delivered everybody that they brought to him. Not one person went away and didn't get what, 
what they came for with Jesus. Not one person. That's what made the disciples believe. They saw his words. It's the only way you're going to believe is you hear his words. Now watch, 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 watch what it said in 30, 31. Now you ought to mark this in your Bible. You're going to need to go back over this one. These are written. Everybody say, these are written. That you might believe that Jesus is the Christ. Listen, these stories in the gospel, we know we got to have the letters because they teach us how to walk in what Jesus came and taught. But one thing the gospel, the letters are not going to do, they're not going to teach you to believe who he is. These red words are going to teach you that, them stories. Them stories. They were written so you would believe who he really is. And a lot of times when, 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 when you're going through something, you need to go read some of them stories. How he never failed. Everything he spoke came to pass. So it'll make you believe. Now watch, now watch, I want you to see the revelation. These are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing from the stories what's written that he's the Son of God, the Christ, you might have life through his name where he can take and bring that life to work in any area that you need it in. <laughs> because because when, when people had this sickness, well, when they heard he healed somebody of this sickness, they said, well, he can heal me of this sickness. So he can come through for me in this and this. It don't matter what it is. If what's written makes you believe. So he said, these gospels, see, now, now, that don't mean you, you can't throw away the rest of the word of God. You, we need Genesis to Revelation, but what we need to really have is Jesus Christ. Because he's the only one that's often finished your faith. He knows how to get everything from God. He, he only going to speak to you what the Father say. So these are written. Now, now I want to go tonight, show y'all just... And y'all done read this, and many of y'all know these truths. But you need to hear it again. Go to, go, listen, go to John 8. <laughs> Let's start right there. John 8, verse 28. Now, Jesus finna, he, he, just, he just finna open up some stuff. He was opening up to the disciples. I study. Jesus. I study him. If he's the author and finisher of faith and, and I can't run this race without him, I, 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 need, I need to have a little idea about him. I don't need to be ignorant about him. And he's the only way I'm going to make it. Because religious people make it all the time out there until something go wrong. We make it no matter what. They can't forgive and love like we can. They don't have the love of God in them. John 8, verse 28 says, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I'm He. Now li listen to this. 
This is this is profound right here. This this used to mess me up. Jesus, the Son of God, the Christ said, when you lift up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I'm religious. Y'all gonna know that I didn't send myself to that cross. Ain't no way in the world a man could send himself through that. Somebody else sent Jesus to that cross. He didn't come to do his will, but the will of the Father that sent him. The Lord put that joy in front of him. He was living the Father's love. That's what Jesus got to put in front of you when people do you wrong is how much he loves you so he can propel you to live his love. Because you ain't going to be able to do it in your strength. Now look what Jesus said profoundly. I can do nothing of myself. Woo! What? You better get in that class with him. You better have this on your lips daily that you can do nothing of yourself so that you are living your life dependent on somebody else. If the master, the Christ, the son of the living God could do nothing of himself, well, what about us? And that's man's, one of man's biggest errors is pride. <laughs> and he thinks he can fix everything. And can't fix nothing. Look what Jesus said. I can do nothing. Got a good wife. I can do nothing <laughs> of myself. Now watch. Watch the revelation Jesus left us. But as the Father have taught me, look at his obedience. I speak these things. Pastor Mark, can I go and just blast them tonight? <laughs> okay. I got permission. Jesus didn't turn water to wine. <laughs> I was preaching and, and that came out of my mouth. And I saw it in the spirit. And, and I, I preach all the time, Jesus turned water to wine. And, but it came out in the Holy Ghost in the service. And, and, and the church thought, I done been having this revelation, you understand? I had just got it. And here's what Jesus told me while I was preaching. We put the emphasis, Jesus turned water to wine. We miss me and heard what he said, fill up the pots, six pots with water, and then go take the dip and dip in the king's cup. And when they heard and did what he said, it produced the water turning to wine. But when you just say Jesus turned water to wine, you never see your responsibility and what he requires you to do to make the miracle happen. You missed that. So you don't, you're not really seeing what he is requiring of you to hear him. Speak what he say and do what he takes. Listen, he just told us in John 8, 28. He said, he said, I can do nothing of myself. Now he's finna teach. As the father have taught me. Watch, watch. What was his obedience? He spoke. Jesus is trying to get his life on this earth through his words. They ain't coming no other ways. That's how the spirit gonna get it here. And all your victories, that's how they done came. Whether you understand this or not, that's how they came. What he taught you, you spoke. And it came to pass. And then you have to do what he tell you sometimes. <laughs> like when you say I'm righteous, well, then there, there are times when he will have to tell you to go act righteous. 
Sometimes you have to just believe and sing, I'm righteous. God made me righteous. But then it might require you to have to go and forgive somebody. But then there are other times when you just speak, I'm righteous. Other times you got to go do what righteousness say do. Jesus said, as the Father taught me, I speak those things. Look, look at verse 29. Oh, 29 gets better. The Father who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone. These are words that you need to confess every day. If the master did this, he, what, what, why did he confess this? <laughs> the father taught him to always keep an awareness he was with him. It's easy to go through tests and trials if you know who with you. It's tough, man, if you think that you got to handle this thing all by yourself. It's rough. But boy, if you're speaking, the Lord taught me. He, he left me. My grandmama and them, she went home to be with the Lord in May. She was 97, and we looked after and loved her. And uh, <clears throat> my dog died in 2012. His name was Jet. Man, I love my dog. Man, y'all got dog? Man, I love my dog, man. That was my boy. You know, man, I'm telling you, man, you know, man. I'm telling you, when nobody else would wag their tail, he did. That boy be waiting on me. I'm waiting, I'm waiting on you. Hurry up, let me in this house. And he died, and I had never had nothing die around me in my whole Christian walk. And, um, man, I couldn't shake it. One thing Jesus taught me is don't keep praying about things unless you have his word on it. A lot of times we'll keep praying about something. Really, he ain't told us nothing, and we just really wasting our time. He taught me to seek him in my prayer, what to do. So I'm in the shower. I said, Lord Jesus, I'm, I'm just really struggling with my dog. I can't get this off of me. I spoke the name. I did all I knew to do. I couldn't get it off. <laughs> and I know to not keep doing that. Why? I know I ain't got no word of eternal life. And I know he the only one got it. So I, I, I asked him, Lord, what I do? And, and then I just went in a vision, and, and Jesus was crying. And I said, Lord, what are you crying about? He said, well, I'm getting ready to be separated from uh, many of my creation. He's coming back soon. And he's crying that he's going to be separated from many of his creation. I said, Lord Jesus, how do you handle that? He said, I'm always comforted when I look at how I loved him on the cross. He said, that's my comfort. And I did everything I could. Then he asked me, he said, did you love your dog? I said, yes, Lord, I did everything for my dog. He said, that's your comfort. Then he said, now use this when your grandmama come home to be with me. And it's two years later. She went home in May. I had the fullest joy because I looked after her. 
I loved her all I could love her. And he's telling you there's nothing else for you to be grieved about. When you loved him, that's your comfort that you loved him. You use that to set you free from anything or anybody that's went home. You loved them. When I share that, men get free, women get free, everybody get free. That's your come. Why? Those words came from Jesus' lips. See, a lot of stuff ain't in the Bible of everyday life. He's got to tell us about the Spirit. He, it ain't in the Bible how y'all built this church. It might have been in the Word how to trust Him, but it wasn't in there. He had to tell you. He got to tell you how to run your business. It's not in here. Step for step, how to start a new business. The principles is in here, but not step by step. Holy Spirit has to show you. And I, I just, I just done ran to him for years. He's with me. I just, my grandma and them used to say all the time. And she said this all the time. I really didn't understand time. She, she went home. You know the Lord didn't bring me this far to leave me now. People, y'all didn't say that. That's the truth. The Lord didn't bring me this far when you, it looked like he ain't there. He didn't bring me this far to leave me now. That bring comfort. That bring Holy Ghost strength to you. That's what Jesus is saying here. The Father, look, look at verse 29, John 8. <laughs> The Father who sent me is with me. He's not left me alone. Now watch. For I always do those things that please him. That big. Jesus taught me. I want you to speak this every day so I can bring it to pass. I don't want you to look at do you do everything right. I want to teach you what you're going to speak. You let me deal with your sins when you confess them. I'm faithful. I'll forgive you then. I want you to get your words and faith in line with what I say. I don't want you looking at how many times you done messed up and stuff. Jesus said, I always do those things. I, I confess this every day. And he brings it to pass. Look at verse 30. What it say? Huh? What it say? Wait a minute, say it again. Well, watch this, watch this, listen now. As Jesus spoke these words, watch, many believe. They'll make you believe. This stuff will make you believe on it. What? That when he was on earth, he could do nothing of himself. But as the father taught him, he spoke. It makes you believe. He got to speak to you. If God had to speak to Jesus to get him to live perfect, he got to speak to us to overcome what we face. He left us this example. He said he can do nothing of himself. As the father taught him. And let me show you another verse. And then I got one more verse. <laughs> and I'll pick it back up in the morning. In John chapter 15, verse 4. Well, let's read 3. Let's read 3. Now, are y'all there? 
Now listen to this carefully. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. When you're clean, when his word speaks some. So if you ever get dirty, man, then go read some of his words and speak them out loud. They'll clean you. Go over these stories. Go over the cross. How he loved you. It'll bring life to you. It'll bring believing in you. Now look at verse 4. Now watch what Jesus' words say. Now watch. Abide in me. All right, where is he trying to get you at? In him. <laughs> and then what else he want? I in you. Abide in me. And I, Jesus, where? In you. Now can I give y'all one more verse? I might have to go over this in the morning. But behold your spot there in, in John 15. Go to John 14. Verse 10. Believeth thou not that I'm in the Father and the Father in me? Okay. Now I had to drama this. I don't know how to do it without drama. <laughs> so sometimes I had to drama. Watch this. Jesus said, Believeth thou not? I, Jesus, am in the Father. Okay. Now where's the Father? Jesus said, And the Father is in me. And when you really hear that, I, Jesus, am in the Father. Come on, y'all got to really hear this in the Spirit. I, Jesus, am in the Father. Now, where's the Father at? In Jesus. Ah, right, here's my question. What in the world do that mean? <laughs> you know, I want to know. <laughs> All right, let me show you again. Jesus said, believe it or not, I, Jesus, am where I'm in the Father. Now, where's the Father at? In Him. Watch. Read. Look at 10. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. He's teaching us how he got God on this earth. He's teaching us. He's teaching us. He's teaching us how he got God to work. He's teaching us. Now go, now go back to John 15, now verse 4. Now he's been to teach us how to get him to work. Abide in me. <laughs> Let Jesus live in me and I live in Jesus. He's getting rid of me. What's he want? His words to be spoke from me. Abide in me. I, Jesus, in you. Where you at? You got to wait to hear him say something. As the branch cannot bear fruit of its head. He's saying, look, 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 you ain't going to never get this done without me. Except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. See, and, and when you hear me, is what Jesus say and what Jesus do. Because you can't, you can't make Jesus be his name. He's what he say and do. Remember, Peter said, you, we believe and sure you the Christ, Son, living God. Why? You have the words. You have the words of eternal life. And verse 5, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, he go again. Jesus said, I want to come and abide in you, and then I, Jesus, want to live in you. 
and get rid of us. Watch what he said, verse 5. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. You're going to have the fruit of him. For without me saying something, you can't do nothing. He can't do nothing. He couldn't either. He couldn't do nothing of himself, but as the Father taught him, he spoke. And sometimes, man, you got to wait on God. You just got to get alone, go wait till he speaks. You just got to get quiet and wait. Shut up. He's all right. He can handle it. He know what he's doing. We ran out of money at our church. Whew. We just ran out. I mean, I mean, banks, bank account dry, all of them. And I tell my contract them, stop. I said, look, I done prayed, God bless y'all with some more work. You'll have some work till the Lord tell me what to do. I listen carefully what I'm teaching you. I didn't go pray for money. I know better. I didn't go try to believe God for the money. I didn't do it. I know better. He's taught me. Every morning between one and three, I'd get up and go downstairs and buy my autumn and go get on my knees and say, Lord, I worship you. I worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God that raised Jesus from the dead. The God that created the heavens and earth, the sea, the sun, the stars, and the moon. I worship you. I acknowledge your greatness. Father, I acknowledge there's no other God like you. My Lord, we're out of money. I have no power or might against this situation. And Lord, I don't know what to do. But my eyes is fixed on you. I get up on my knee, go back to bed. Then again, next day, same prayer. Never changed the word in it. Went back the third day and prayed the same thing. Fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, seventh day, eighth day. I would have kept on doing it on the tenth day. He woke me up that morning and said, finish the work. I called all my people. I said, finish the work, buy everything, get everything, finish everything. I said, the Lord Jesus told me. He said, finish it. So they went and spent, man, I bet you $170,000, just like that. Oh, man. I didn't care. Jesus said, finish the work. Let me tell you, when he tell you to go over there and kick that gold out of that mouth, listen, that fish down there done heard Jesus. So y'all got to realize, when Jesus would tell them to throw their net out on the other side, the fish heard them. Everything hear Jesus, the creator, because he only spoke what he heard the Father say. So they know when God speaks. Everything down here do. Devils and everybody. Money and everything. They know when God speaks. And they have to obey if he speaks. Can I give you one little quick little story out there? It's right in the middle of this. You, you, remember, you remember in the Bible where in, in, in Luke 8, <laughs> Jesus said in verse 22, let us go to the other side. And so they head over there and Jesus go downstairs and take a nap. But his disciples, give me the Amplified 25, but his disciples were up there and I'm telling you a storm came through. Listen, they were fishermen, so it couldn't have been no little storm. A little storm don't, don't bother fishermen. They know how to just get in the middle of that and go on through it. But when something's going to kill them, 
They scared for their life. They went and woke Jesus and said, care if not about our life. And Jesus went up there and rebuked that thing, told it to stop, and it stopped just like that. Now, verse 25, Jesus asked, told the disciples, where is your faith? I've been wanting to know this for 24 years. I just found out two years ago. Oh, I'm so glad I know this. You make a shout when you hear it. Oh, I'm so glad he taught me this. Let me read it to you. I want to read verse 25. Jesus said to them, where is your faith? I always wanted to know, what was he wanting them to do? What, what did he mean, where is your faith? And they being afraid, one to say one to another, what matter man is this? For he commanded even the winds and, and water, and they obeyed him. Look at what they were amazed about. His words had power on them. They were starting to, to believe because of what they saw. We can't see it. We got to go read what's written so we can believe it too. This will bring you through anything. Get back in and get you some stories. Next day later came to church. Her and her husband came up and said, uh, Pastor Gail said, well, have y'all finished this bill? No, no, Lord, no. We just waiting on the Lord. She said, well, I hope this helped you. So I didn't look at it, you know. I said, well, thank you. And I put it in my pocket, but I got home, it was $50,000. And they came back the next week, and I said, oh, I'm so glad I can thank her. Then she gave me another check for 50000 They don't even go to our church. <laughs> Somebody else came, gave me another check for ten thousand. And in thirty days, we we had we, Lord Jesus, we had all the money. Listen, all I went and said was, Jesus said, finish the work. He can finish anything you're going through if you can get him to say it, and then you say it because you believe it. It'll come to pass. It'll come to pass, y'all. I believe in him so much. I believe in his words. And we finished. Then, then the, the, we didn't the, had rock and dirt all in the back. We were going to pave it. And, and oil went up, $150 barrel. And now they, they doubling and tripling my, my cost. I said, but you told me $24,000. He said, that's all. No, we didn't. It all done went up. And I got discouraged. Because I thought I done finished it. I was sitting there at this church. And one of the members, this is a baby Christian. Baby ain't been there a year. I said, Pascal, didn't you say Jesus told you to finish the work? I said, yeah, 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 he said that. Yeah, see, I got it back in my mouth. Y'all need to hear this. I lost it that quick. I lost it that quick. I needed somebody to say it so I could get it back in my mouth. And I'm in the back, you know, and the Lord said, go out there and greet the people. I went back there and, <laughs> and I, I, I shook this, this man's hand and they had just started coming. I said, Pascal, how you doing? And he said, I said, man, I'm doing happy. We trust in the Lord. I said, God, God's going to fix this. This, uh, I paid me back. And he said, 
man, you know, he owned a tie store and he, he had just built a new building and they were, the, the, the man that was paving it, do Walmarts, Interstates, Lowe's, Target, great big company. He said, man, I'll call him and tell him to call you. And he called me and, and said he would come down there and do it and they, they did it for $38,000. He put curves around it, landed. They went back there and fixed it. It was a mess. They had, had a sewer line. He, he, he tore all that septic tank out. This re-rocked it. This made it right. We ain't had no problems out of it. But I didn't have $38,000. Only had $24,000. I said, what, what got me through it? No, Jesus said, finish the work. I, I, I didn't care what I had. I just kept speaking what Jesus said. And he waited two weeks before he could get down there. After two weeks, I had the money. <laughs> they said, well, where is he at? I said, leave him alone, leave him alone. He'll be here on time. <laughs> now watch, I want y'all to hear this. Jesus said to them, why are you so fearful? This Amplified Bible. Where is your faith? Your trust, your confidence in me, in my veracity. That... I went and looked that word veracity up. It means an habitual truth teller. Look it up. Jesus was an habitual truth teller. The devil's an habitual lie teller. Jesus said, where's your trust, your confidence in me? See, it was in his words. In my veracity and in my integrity. And they were seized with alarm and profound and reverent dread. And they marveled, saying one to another, is this that he commands even when they didn't know then even the wind and sea and they obey him now here's what Jesus taught me several years ago I always want to know where is their faith Jesus what was you trying to tell them and here's what he was telling them where is your faith in what I said what did he say we're going to the other side. <laughs> Jesus told me one morning I just went in a daze. You ever been in them? You just get over in the spirit and you just, you know, you're just sitting there listening and he just starts ministering to you. Jesus said to me, all Peter and them had to do was tell the storm what I said and the storm would have heard the creator and not them and it would have obeyed them. All they had to do was tell you, Jesus said, we're going to the other side. Now you stop. And the storm would have heard the master and the creator. It wouldn't have heard them and it would have had to obey them because it heard him. If your business, what you're doing, if that thing hit the creator, it got to obey. So you got to learn how to pray to hear him. To seek his wisdom and not try to pray to get him to do stuff unless you have his word written that you're standing on. And a lot of times people don't have no word. They're just trying to get the Lord to do something. And so you, you, you see, <laughs> when you remember Peter on the water. Peter believed. Lord, if you say come, if you bid me to come, he believed that if Jesus said it, he could do whatever Jesus said and you can't do. If Jesus say, live holy, you can live holy just like him. 
If he say through your pastor you're righteous, all you got to do is go around and talk that every day. I'm righteous. And Peter came out of that boat, the only disciple. I know you want to put him down, but I don't. Peter had faith. And ain't, ain't none of us arrived. And Peter walked on water and walked out there. And then the wind came and Peter began to what? Doubt. Fear. And Jesus said, why were you so fearful? I always want to know what that meant. And Jesus found a showman. What did he want Peter to do? He wanted Peter to tell the wind and the storm, Jesus told me to come. Now you stop. And the storm would have heard Jesus. And it would have stopped for Peter because it heard what the master said. That's the only way we're going to turn this thing around. When Jesus said, when I come back to earth, he said, what I'm going to be looking for? Hey. What? Faith what? Us saying what he said and doing what he told us to do. He's coming back looking for himself on earth. He's coming back looking for what he said for us to do. That's what he's coming back looking for. Yeah. You, you, y'all been taught this. I'm just bringing it from another side to add to what y'all got. Where was we at last? I'm close. Can I close one more verse? Just one more. Well, somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> go to John 16. Now, don't get mad if I go back over to some of these tomorrow because I'm going to obey the Holy Ghost. But I believe we're just going to leave with a big shout tonight. Amen. I believe the Lord just really want us to take our darling time tonight, quit trying to let y'all hurry home, and just let me minister to some of y'all and help break some stuff off some of y'all that you're not bad. You just need to get some stuff broke off of you, some hurts, some deliverances. I didn't come way up here just to play no games. I didn't come up here for no offering. I came to bless God's people. And to bless Pastor Mark, the work God's called him to. I just don't play with this. It just... In John 16, why watch, in verse 27, Jesus said, and listen to it, for the Father himself loveth you. He's bringing revelation to the disciples. They ain't never heard this before. For the Father himself loveth you. And then Jesus tell them why. Because you love me and believe I came out from God. What? You supposed to believe Jesus came out from God? Why? So you know he always got the words. When you don't run to Jesus about everything, you, you, don't, you don't see this yet. You'll get in trouble. you say, well, the Lord Jesus knows what to do. He'll tell me. He'll show me. Just that easy. Just that easy. And he will. Because you believed. Then Jesus said, I came forth from the Father and come coming this world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. His disciples said in verse 29, Lord, now speak of thou plain and speak of no proverb. Give me the New Living Translation. And, and, and then... Then his disciples said, man, we ain't got to ask you what this means no more. We finally see something you say. Now verse 30 got to be the key to your life. Now we sure, Jesus, that you know all things. In the New Living said, we sure you know everything. 
and we don't have to question you anymore. Do you have this figured out? That's where you want to get, where you never have questions. Do Jesus have this figured out? He said, I'll often finish your faith. He got this thing figured out from beginning to end. He's got it figured out. I don't care how bad it looks. He's got it figured out. He know exactly what to tell you to get through this. And how to win. And how to prosper. And how to be blessed. So you can bless the church. Bless the ministry. Bless the gospel. Bless your family. Bless who he tell you to bless. And bless your pastor. Always let Jesus tell you when to bless your pastor. When he tell you to go bless your pastor, you go bless him. You don't wait to no special offering. Your greatest blessings is what Jesus tell you to do. You want to get something out of the gift? Well, so let Jesus tell you to sow in it. Your greatest blessings, man, is your tithe where you honor Jesus from Abraham. And when he tell you, <laughs> can you imagine the creator telling you to do something and how he got to bless you and you did something he said? I said, Lord, you tell me to do anything. You got to get blessed if the Lord tell you. Amen. And you do what he said? He can tell you to give it all away. Look, look what he got to replace with a lot of interest because he's a multiplier. The disciples said fish all night and caught nothing. Jesus said, throw your net on the other side. He didn't tell the fish to come. They heard the creator. You finna have a great catch. They heard him. <laughs> the Canaanite woman, that, 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 her daughter, Jesus said, she said, Lord, yeah, but we eat the crumbs from the master's table. And the dogs eat them crumb. He said, for this saying, woman, go, your daughter's free. When Jesus said that, that devil heard it. Way over there when she got on, daughter was free. They hear what Jesus said. <laughs> All over the world. <laughs> Ain't it wonderful to have somebody like that live in you? Now look at verse 33. We close with this verse. <laughs> Ain't this wonderful? Somebody know everything? Yeah. Got everything figured out? They live inside of us? Woo! Yeah. <laughs> now watch me and watch that. <laughs> now watch Jesus' words here. These things have I spoken unto you. That in what I say and do, see me is what he say and do. You can't make me be Jesus. It's title. What he say and do. In me, you'll have peace. Anytime you'll have peace, he ain't said nothing for you to speak. Anytime you trouble, he ain't said nothing for you to speak. Anytime you're going through something, he ain't said nothing for you to speak. You better get after him where he will. Or find it in the scriptures. The written word is good. That's the Holy Spirit. I'm going to teach on that tomorrow. What this spirit of truth is here for. 
He's here to testify about Jesus. He ain't here to testify what man thinks. These things have I spoken unto you. And in me you'll have peace. He's telling, he's teaching them where their peace always is. Then he goes to the world. In the world, what you gonna have? Trouble, Trouble what else? Persecution, what else? Suffering. Suffering. Tribulation. Tribulation. Tests. Temptations. Temptations. Lack. Sorrow. Anxiety. Pain. You can see it don't come from him. He said in the world. It don't come from him. He said in the world you're going to have... Tribulation, distress, anxiety, troubles, problems, weaknesses, stresses. Are y'all ready? Look at Jesus' words here. Be a good cheer. I, I live this. I just look forward to problems because I know they're coming. I just go on track. Man, Jesus told me, see, Jesus told me to be a good cheer. Now watch. In closing, I want you to hear this in your spirit. Whose faith is it that said be a good cheer? Whose faith is that? Whose faith? No, no, no. You said it. Whose faith is this? Jesus' faith. Why is it Jesus' faith? Because he spoke it. It's his faith because he spoke it. It was Peter's faith because he spoke it. That's why Jesus said he's blessed. It was Jesus' faith because he said, be of good cheer. It came from the Father, but it was Jesus' faith. What does he want you to be so happy about every day, no matter what the world brings? Look, I have overcome the world. He don't want you happy about your problems. He wants you happy that he has started and finished them. He knows what to tell you to do every single time. He knows how to tell you to love your wife. He knows how to tell you to love a child that ain't right. Because you don't know what to do with them. But Jesus do. Come on now, if they don't got teenage or grown, you don't know what to do with them. And you just started in this. Or you didn't walk in this right. They ain't right. Jesus still know what to do. He'll tell you what to speak to get them turned around. He'll tell you how to love them. He'll tell you when to, when to, when to uh, uh, tell them no. Jesus said, be a good cheer. Now watch. Let me read in the Amplified. I'm going to quote it. Anybody got an Amplified Bible? All right, I'm going to quote in the Amplified. You do? All right. The Amplified Bible said, take courage, be of good cheer. I have deprived this world of power to harm you, and I've conquered it for you. That means every trouble, every test, every trial, Jesus has conquered it and deprived it of power to harm you. Once you believe this, you'll tell trouble, oh, you can't hurt me. You feel like it and look like, but Jesus said he's deprived you of power to harm me. And you'll you quit believing that the devil can overcome you.
You quit believing it because of what Jesus said right here. You'll quote this. And you'll start getting happy in tests and trials. Woo! And be a good cheer. And become thankful in everything. This is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. To be thankful in everything. Not thanking God for no cancer, but thanking Jesus that healing is available for you. He wants you thanking him in everything. That he's greater. That he's bigger. He's done something about this. Every day. We supposed to be going around like happy bunnies. <laughs> Just happy. <laughs> you know, bunny rabbits come in our yard and, 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 and they, they just look happy. I ain't never, only time they get scared is when you go out there and try to pat them. And they take off the other way. But if you don't bother them, they just look like some peaceful creatures. We ought to go around and just look happy every day because we have Jesus. Amen. And we're speaking what? He taught us what? He's overcome the world. He's deprived of the power to harm us. What? Every test and trial, every frustration, everything wrong with you. Now, he wants that weight off tonight. Y'all know John moved that from me. He wants that weight off tonight. He wants that weight off of you tonight. <laughs> come on, man, if you'll come tonight, if you're sick, hurting physically in your body, you know you're not where you ought to be with Jesus. You can't play. You have to be serious. He'll meet you right where you at. If you'll step up and come up here and say, Lord, I need you to help me tonight.